John Sharian and Bryony Glasgow in Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Dramatised for radio by Gregory Evans. Pet Cemetery. Oh, that drive. That long, long drive. Rachel was feeling shaky about the move to a house she'd never seen, in a state she'd never even been to before. Ellie was simply sick and tired of being cooped up in the car. And Gage, poor kid, Gage was teething. Rachel tried, but she couldn't seem to calm him. Why don't you try giving him the breast? I'll try, but it's off his schedule. You know what he's... Seems like that front two's come through, then. Why are we doing this, Lewis? I don't want to leave Chicago. I don't want to live in Maine. Daddy, Daddy, we don't want to live in Maine. We don't want to live in Maine. Mr. Feminine Simpson. Oh, brother, now you've woken church. Great. Suddenly I had this great idea. I'd stop for gas, trick my family into getting out, then floor the pedal and head south. Drive all the way to Florida. Get a job under a false name. And before I hit the freeway, slow down and toss the damn cat out, too. Is this? Yes. This is. Big field behind the house, that's ours. Right up to those woods at the top of the hill. Old Indian lands. On the map, they seem to go on forever. Well, what do you think? It's... it's just beautiful. Daddy, is this home? Yes, honey. It will be. That moment... When we turned into the driveway and got our first look at that old white frame house, always held a magical quality for me. But what happened next? That wasn't magic at all. Wait! Look at me! Somebody! Quickly! Look at me! Oh, I can't understand it. I put them in the glove compartment. Look at me. Out of time. Keys for Ludlow House. Ellie, be careful. Oh, my God. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. It's nothing. It's not nothing. It hurts, Daddy. It hurts. We have a bruise, honey. Gage? Lewis, what's wrong with him? It's, it's a pee. Lou, you're the doctor. Do something. Well, uh, let me get that stinger out. Huh? Uh, Who are you? Come here. Then. Uh, no, Gage just really takes the strangers. Oh, now that's a bigger. Could win a prize with that. <laughs> Pleased to meet you, Mr. Judd Crandall. Live across the road. You're the doc, ain't you? Yes, Louis Creed. Oh, uh, this is my wife, Rachel. Rachel. Uh, my daughter, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Kid with the bee stings cage. Well, good to know you all. Why don't you take these lovely children over to our house, Mrs. Creed? Norma, my wife, she'd like to say hello. She put some baking soda in a wash rag to cool off that sting. That's very kind of you, Mr. Crandall. I generally just answer the judge. Daddy, what's that over there? Uh, looks like a path. Yeah, Missy, it is a path. I'll tell you about it sometime. Watch your young'uns on the road, Mrs. Creed. Very dangerous stretch of highway. Rachel and the kids went off while Judd helped me find the keys, which had slipped down into the wiring behind the glove compartment. By then, the moving van had arrived. Uprooted and transplanted, huh? You sound like you know the feeling. Well, actually, I don't. My dad built that house across the way. I was born there in 1913. I've lived there ever since. 1913? Oh, yeah. Makes you... 83. 
You don't look it. Uh, that one goes upstairs. Okay, doctor. The small bedroom. I'll show you. I'll go over and see how your folks are doing, doctor. Okay. I usually sit out on my porch about nine of an evening, have a couple of beers. Come over if you don't mind. By nine o'clock, the movers had gone, leaving boxes everywhere. Ellie and Gage were asleep in their new rooms. Gage in his crib, Ellie on a mattress on the floor. As usual, Church was with her, curled at her feet, keeping guard. I kissed my kids and went to find Rachel. Oh, I sat down for a moment. Bed, now. Doctor's orders? Yes. You coming, Lou? Not yet. I'm whacked, but I'm too wired to sleep. That old guy across the street said road. that he had... You call it a road in the country. Road. <laughs> he invited me over for a beer. I might take him up on it. Put an extra couple on ice in the pail by your elbow. Thanks, Judd. Oh, I needed that. I hope you'll be happy here in Ludlow, Doc. Amen to that. Your wife uh, going to bed already? Yep. Arthritis was getting to her. It's got bad the last two years. She don't complain, though. She's a good girl, my Norma. One hell of a big truck. What is... Orinco, anyway. Factory in Orrington. Chemical fertilizer. Then there's tankers and dumpsters and folks who work in Banger coming home at night. You know, that's the one thing about Ludlow I don't care for anymore. That darn road, no peace from it. Uh, seems all very peaceful to me, but then I've just come from Chicago. Yeah, that's one mean road, all right. Remember that path your little girl mentioned? A wide grass path going into the trees. It goes through the woods for more than a mile. Local kids keep it nice, mow the grass. So, uh, what's up there? The pet cemetery. Pet cemetery? This damn road uses up a lot of animals. Dogs and cats, mostly. Rabbits. Even a pet raccoon the rider kids kept. <laughs> All buried up at the cemetery. Tough on a kid and a good animal gets killed, like a death in the family. Well, my daughter's got a cat, Winston oh. Churchill. Church, for short. Still got his balls? Come again? Has he been fixed? Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, Rachel wanted it done in Chicago, but since we're moving here to the country, I figured it wouldn't matter. Get him fixed. A fixed cat don't wander. If he's forever crossing this road, he'll run through his nine lives pretty damn quick. Thanks. I'll take it under advisement. How's that beer doing? Beer's all gone, and so am I. I start work tomorrow. Head medic of the university, right, Doc? Yeah. Students don't get back for another two weeks, thank God, but when they do, there'll be 10,000 with drugs or liquor problems, social mm -hmm. diseases, depression, not to mention all the usual bugs and viruses. So if you don't know where the pills are, I guess you're in trouble, huh? <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks for the beer, Judd. And for the talk, really enjoyed it. So did I. Well, my best to, uh, to Norma. See you around. Yep. The next two weeks roared by like one of those big Orinko trucks out on the highway. My job began to shake down. Rachel set about turning the house into a home, and so fell in love with the place. Gage survived all the bumps and spills that went with getting used to his new environment. Ellie survived her first day at her new school. My evening beer with Judd became something of a habit. I met his wife, Norma, a sweet old woman cursed with rheumatoid arthritis. That last Sunday before the college kids came back, we were out on the front lawn. It was already two weeks into September, but the weather was still all August. Hi, Chud. Let me get your chair. No need, Lewis. I ain't come to sit. Ellie, you still want to see where that old path goes? Uh, yes, please. A boy at school told me it was the pet cemetery. So it is. If it's okay with your folks, we'll take us a stroll up there right now. Oh, uh, 
maybe you'd like to come, too? Yeah, we'd love to. Um, what about Gage? I thought it was more than a mile. Well, I'll put him in the backpack. Okay, but it's your back, mister. They call this Prospect Hill. <sighs> Look back, you'll see why. Oh, it's gorgeous. Lewis, why didn't you tell me about this? I didn't know it was here. Well, that's the Penobscot River. Years ago, loggers floated timber downstream to Bangor and Derry. And you can see the spire of North Ludlow yeah. Baptist poking through those elms. Nelly, uh -huh. that matchbox down there, that's your school. Really? Cool. <laughs> Gorgeous is right. Honey, do we own this hill? It's part of the property, yeah. Which is not quite the same thing. What are those pots and coffee cans, Judd? Local kids put them along the path to hold flowers. Ellie? Yes, Mr. Crandall? This is a fine walk for a little girl. If you come here by yourself, you must always stay on the path. Promise? I promise. Why? Uh, can we stop for a minute? This is one heavy kid. Yeah, sure. Where are we, Judd? Well, that way, that's North Ludlow. Huh? This way, nothing but woods for 50 mile or more. Joins up with those Indian lands I told you about. The Micmacs. Clever girl, the Micmacs. They were here before anyone. 2,000 years ago, maybe. No one really knows. Your little house down there on the main road with its phone, electricity, and cable TV... It's on the edge of a wilderness. I don't want you coming up here unless you're with a grown-up, Ellie. Well, I don't mean to scare you, Rachel. It's a safe path. Local kids come up here all the time. Like a lot of things in life, Ellie. Stick to the path, all's well. Stray off it, next thing you know, there's a search party beating the bushes. How you doing, hon? Gage has put on ten pounds since we left home. <laughs> Do you want me to take him for a while? Oh, it's all right. I'm fine. Hey, I'm not so sure this is such a good idea, Lewis. What if we get lost? Oh, come on, city girl. We won't get lost. I've got a native guide. Not far now. Up ahead, I saw Ellie and Judd pass under an arch made of weather-stained boards. The boards had words written on them in faded black paint. Pet Sem at Ari. Huh. Oh, no prizes for spelling. Oh, my God. Mom, Dad, Ingrid is lovely. We were in a circle of mown grass 40 feet across. There was dense undergrowth on three sides and an old deadfall on the fourth. A chaos of fallen trees that looked sinister and dangerous. Clearing was crowded with markers, apparently made by children out of whatever they could find. Crate slats, scraps of tin, rocks, old slates. Come and look. Hang on. I just got to take care of Gage here. Mm, here, let me help. Ooh, oh, you, boy. you get a little fellow. Stretch your life. Oh, boy, that's better. I'll stay here and keep an eye on him. Are you okay with this, Rachel? Fine. Honestly. Lucky the cat. 1986 to 1989, he was... Obedient. <laughs> Must have been the same kid who wrote the sign. Here, look at this one. Biffer, Biffer, a hell of a sniffer. Before he died, he made us richer. Biffer was the Dresler's spaniel. <clears throat> Got hit by a dumpster in 1968, I think it was. It's incredible. I've seen churchyards that aren't so well kept. I, it looks random at first, but you can see a pattern in it. Concentric circles. Mom, Mom, look. Here's the goldfish. I'll pass, thanks. Rachel okay? Yeah, she's not too good with cemeteries, Judd. Even oh. animal ones. Yeah, anything to do with death, come to that. Her sister died when she was a kid and never really got over it. Louis, you should have said. No, it's fine. I'm glad you brought us here. Trixie. Killed on the road, 1939? How far back does this go, Judd? I buried my first dog here. Spot died of old age in 1930. Been around a long time then. 
Yeah, in those days, I had a gang of friends to help me. Well, I'm the last of that gang now. <laughs> All gone. All dead. Yeah. Gage is hungry. We ought to go back. Yeah, sure, honey. Dad! Ellie! No! No, 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 Ellie, come down off of there. Honey, Ellie. be careful. Come. Put your foot wrong, those old trees could break your ankle. Ellie! Oh, Ellie. Ellie, you must never climb a deadfall. Trees will fall down on each other like that get mean. Ellie, are you okay? You tore my pants, you cruddy trees. <laughs> Strange. That deadfall, somehow it doesn't look quite natural. Just fallen trees, Lou. God, it almost looks like stairs leading to Lou? some... Lou, Lou, can we go now, please? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, coming. Boy, all those graves. Mm, better than a hunt, I'd say. A lot of cats up there, Dad. Cats, dogs, rabbits. There was even a parrot. Did you see that? How long do cats live, Daddy? Oh, they can live a long, long time. Take Church, for example. He might still be around when you're going off to college. It doesn't seem long to me, not long at all. Ellie, if it was up to me, I'd let Church live to be a hundred, but I don't make the rules. Who does? God, I suppose. Oh, God, or... I don't want Church to die. He's my cat, not God's. Church is mine. Ellie can't get to sleep without church. Do you know where he is? Probably out chasing tail. That damn pet cemetery. I won't be writing Judd Crandall any thank you notes for that little hike. Rachel. Ellie is not going up there again, ever. Kids tending graves. It's unhealthy. It's only pets. She thinks church is going to die. Rachel, church is going to die. Not today. Not for years yet. We don't know that. Of course we know. Church is not going to die, Lewis. No one's going to die around here, all right? Rachel, what is this about? Is it Zelda? Death's bad enough without turning it into a goddamn tourist attraction. A, a boot hill for pets. There's nothing wrong with a child finding out about death, Rachel. It's necessary. Ellie's reaction, crying, worrying about church, it's, it's perfectly natural. <laughs> About death is natural, Lou. What? As a doctor, you ought to know that. As a doctor, I know that death's the most natural thing in the world. Oh, will you stop saying that? Oh, great. Now you won't engage. Rachel, what if church does die? Oh, for Christ's sake, Lou. Gets leukemia, gets hit by a car on that road. I can't listen to this. I've got to go to my son. We'd have to tell Ellie then. Let me go! Or would you ignore it? Bury it? Oh. Oops. <laughs> Don't say Barry, you'll give her a compliment. I hate you! My God! What was that all about? Church. Oh, am I glad to see you. Treasure your cojones while you've got them, church, old boy, because I'm going to get you fixed. Stop you crossing that mean old road. Next morning, the day 10,000 students arrived on campus, the storm seemed to be over. Lou, about last night, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I understand. Well, some of it anyway. So? Do I look like a hotshot university doctor? No, just like old Lou Creed, the rock and roll animal. I'll see you later. As I drove onto campus, I saw the university had suddenly come alive. Students were everywhere, walking, jogging, driving, cycling. I parked the car in a space with a freshly painted sign reserved for Dr. Creed and hurried into the infirmary, where I met Steve Masterton, the physician's assistant who'd first shown me around. Oh, hi, Doc. You ready for the fray? Ready as I'll ever be. Meet Holly, our new nurse. She'll be working the 9 to 3 shift. Good morning, Dr. Creed. Good to have you aboard, Holly. Um, let's go into my office. I'll run through your duties. Looking back, when I can bear to look back, I believe the nightmare really began when they brought in that dying boy, 
in the T-shirt and jogging shorts, Victor Pascal. We inventory the dangerous drugs cabinet once a week. All right. Steve usually does it, but if he's not Lewis! around or if you happen Lewis, to be here... get out of here quick! We got ourselves a mess! Oh, my God. The blood. The blood. Oh, my God. Holly, oh my stop God. that. Oh, my God. Stop oh my God. it. Oh right God. now. What happened? He was jogging and a car hit him. Smashed him into a tree. Lewis, he's dying. Half his brains are on the floor. Okay, close the drapes. We don't want an audience. What? Do it. Name? Victor Pascal. Okay, Victor. Lie still. Don't try and move. How did he get here? Some students brought him in a blanket. Holly, use my phone. Call East Main Medical Center. Uh, okay. Ooh, tell them. I guess he was run down. Well, hardly looks to be a mark on him. Mm. Neck's broken. Whatever hit him must have flung him onto your lawn. I guess Ellie loved him, huh? Yeah. She did. What you gonna do with it? Uh, I brought a hefty bag. Guess I'll put him in the garage, bury him tomorrow. In the pet cemetery? I don't know. I suppose so. How are you gonna tell Ellie? I'll have to mull that one over for a while. Hold this open for me, will you? Like a sack of sand. Oh, thanks, Chud. Happy Thanksgiving. Lewis, wait here. I'll be right back. Carry the shovel. Can't bury him tonight. We can. We're gonna. Chud, it's dark. It's late. It's cold. Come on, Lewis. Let's get it done. I'll do it tomorrow when I can see. Ellie loved that cat? Yes, I told and you. And you love her? Of course I love her. She's my daughter. Come on, man. All right. Where should I dig? Not here. Rest a while. Not here? We're going. Somewhere else. Totally crazy. But I feel better tonight than I have in five, six years. Like I'm home at last. Home and whole. Sounds bizarre when I'm just about to bury my daughter's cat, but it's the flat truth, Judd. I feel good. You don't pick your times for feeling good any more than you do for the other. I think it's this place that's got something to do with it. A pet cemetery. Maybe so, but you don't want to trust that, Lewis. Heroin makes junkies feel good when they put it in their arms. But all the time is poisoning the mind and body. Well, this place could be like that. Don't you ever forget it. Oh, I hope to God I'm doing right. I don't understand what you're talking about, Judd. This place has power, Lewis. Not here so much, but where we're going. Where are we going? Come on. The deadfall? Judd, are you crazy? We can't climb that. Follow me. Judd, it's lethal. We'll break our legs and freeze to death. Just follow, Lewis. Don't falter. Don't hold on to anything. And don't look down. I know the way, but it has to be done quick and sure. This is lunacy. But there was no snap of a branch giving way. No sickening plunge. My shoes did not slip on the old dry moss that had overgrown the fallen trees. I moved casually, almost sauntered, up and down the other side. We made it. Judd, we made it. Come on. We got a piece to walk yet. Three miles or more. There is a power here. I can feel it. In the air. In the ground? Coming to what the Micmacs called Little God Swamp. There's quicksand and other things, too. What other things? You might see some Elmo's fire. Sailors call fool lights. Makes funny shapes. It's nothing. Just look the other way. You may hear voices, too. It's, well, that's just the looms down south toward Prospect. Sound, Karis. Loons this time of year? This is like the deadfall, Lewis. We've got to go steady and easy. Keep our heads. 
shovel. We could be pirates. Off to bury doubloons by the dark of the moon. Only it's not treasure I'm burying. It's my daughter's castrated cat. It's warmer here. Never seen ground fog like this before. Like wading through snow. It's a moose. Forty-two, forty-four. I, I, I can't remember. When we get to the top, we're there. Three, four, we climbed up to a flat rock that rose clear above the woods. In the dim moonlight, it looked like a chopped-off hill or bizarre mesa, a geological freak that would have been more in place in New Mexico or Arizona. A wind blew, hard and clean. I felt a sense of total emptiness, but an emptiness that somehow vibrated. There were dark shapes. Cairns, grave markers like the slates and slats in the pet cemetery. This is a seriously weird place. How did he get to be this peculiar shape? Micmacs did it. Sanded off the whole top of the hill. No one knows how. Any more than we know how the Mayans built their pyramids. Dude, what's this all about? This is the Micmac burying ground, Lewis. And you're here to bury Ellie's cat. Why here? Why not the I pet help cemetery? you, Dick, but you got to do it yourself. Each buries his own. That's how it's always been done. Why are you doing this, Judd? Because you saved Norma's life. Here. Soil's thin. You'll need this. All right. Stu? Now pick out the rocks for your camp. And don't steal from anyone else's. Oh, Todd, come on. It's Ellie's cat. She'd want it done right. Well, tell me what's going on. Please. Well, Micmacs believed this was a magic place. So they buried their dead here away from everything else. Other tribes steered clear of it, said the woods were full of ghosts. Maybe they saw the Foo Fire, the little god swamp. Yeah, maybe. Later, not even the Micmacs came. They said it had been visited by a Wendigo. Some kind of Indian spirit, right? The ground had gone sour. Whatever the hell that means. You think it's magic? It's certainly dangerous, Lewis. But not for dogs or cats. Go on, bury your animal. Judge, just... Go on! It took me 20 minutes to fill the grave, another 10 to pile up the rocks for the cairn. When the job was done, I felt a small, tired pleasure. It looked right, there with the others in the moonlight. Though as we left the plateau, I noticed the other cairns were in ruins. You did good, Lewis. I knew you would. These cairns, they've all been kicked over or something. Let's get out of here. I hardly remember going back, but as we came down the path behind my house, it suddenly hit me how crazy and downright dangerous the whole expedition had been. The deadfall, the swamp, could have died up there, both of us. How you feeling, Lou? Whacked. Time's it, Judd. Uh, just gone 8.30? Is that all? See you tomorrow, Lou. Judd. What did we do up there tonight? Buried your daughter's cat. Is that all? <laughs> You're a good man, but you ask too many questions. Sometimes a man does what feels right in his heart, then after he ends up not feeling right, like it was a mistake. Know what I mean, Lewis? I guess so. But you got to do what's in your heart, not question it, right? 
Well, I'm not... Right, so don't question it, Lewis. Except what's done. Tell me one thing. Maybe. Have you ever... used that place? I buried my dog Spot up there when I was ten. After he was killed on the road. Good night, Lewis. Buried my first dog here, Spud. Died of old age. Buried my dog Spud up there when I was ten. After he was killed on the road. It can't be so. It can't be so. This barrier was not made to be broken. You must not go beyond this, no matter how much you feel the need. There is more power here than you can understand. It is old and always restless. Sometimes a man does what feels right in his heart, but after he ends up not feeling right, like it was a mistake. Your destruction and the destruction of those you love is very near. No, leave me alone! No! I woke up sweating, listening to the wind in the eaves and the drag and lurch of footsteps. But I knew it was a dream, and though many other inexplicable things happened, I was never bothered by the specter of Victor Pascal again, waking or dreaming. Creed. Hi, Lou. Did I wake you? <laughs> no need to sound so pleased about it. Ooh, you bad old bear. Give it to me. I called last night. Guess you're over at Judd's? Yeah. I thought about phoning you when I got back, but you know how it is. I can certainly imagine. Sounds like you're enjoying your break from this sideshow. <laughs> Frankly, I'm finding it a bit dull. I miss you, Rachel. A lot. I miss the kids, too. It's mutual, Lewis. You know that. Yeah. How's that paper you're writing? Mm, so, so. I didn't put in the keyboard time yesterday, but I'll make up for it today, honest. Mom, give me the phone. Okay, okay. Lou, Ellie wants a word. All right. Hi, Daddy. Hi, you precious. Dad, I had an awful dream last night. Oh, I'm sorry. About church. Church? Is, is he okay? I... I guess so. I, I fed him last night, then I put him out. I, I haven't seen him this morning, but then I only just woke up. Give him a kiss from me. Oh, yeah, kiss your own cat, Ellie. Liz <laughs> Creed. Uh, Rachel phoned first thing this morning. Why? Tell them about church. They're getting killed on the road like that? No, I didn't. I thought, uh, well, you know, that sort of thing comes hard over the phone. I'll be back soon and so I'll come... I wouldn't talk about what we did last night, neither. Not to Rachel, not to anyone. Right. We'll speak about this again. Tonight, maybe, if you stroll over for a beer. By then, you'll understand a lot more. Yeah, Judge... Sorry, Lou, I, I gotta go... Norma wants me to take her into Bucksport. church on my lap and probed the fur on his neck. I could remember the sick, boneless way his head had swiveled last night. Now I felt only firm muscle and good tendon. Then I looked at his... at its muzzle. <laughs> Dried blood caked its mouth, and caught in its long whiskers were tiny shreds of green plastic, bits of the hefty bag that I buried it in.
Stanley Bouchard told me about the old McMack burying ground. Stanley B., we used to call him. He was an old man when I was still a boy, more than a little crazy. How did he hear about it? From his dad. Got it from his father. Stanley's grandpa was a fur trapper in the early 1800s, traded with the McMacks. And they told him their secret? Mm. By that time, they'd abandoned the place because of the Wendigo. Uh, some sort of spirit. Yeah. The Indians believed that if the Wendigo had walked through their village and touched them, gave them a taste for the flesh of their own. Cannibalism? Yeah. Anyhow, one day... When I was ten years old, Stanny B. caught me crying my heart out behind the old Bucksport livery stable. The dog Spot was hit by a car the day before he was dying. My dad knew how I loved that dog, so he, he sent me away while he did the deed. I told Stanny he said he knew a way I could fix it. When I got home, my dad had put a bullet behind Spot's ear. I said I'd bury Spot up at the pet cemetery, but I didn't. I stashed him by the dead fall, like Stanley told me to do. Later, after midnight, I snuck out and met up with Stanley. He was half-crocked, and as we walked through the woods, he kept falling down. But when we climbed that dead fall, he stepped steady. He wasn't staggering at all when we passed through Little God Swamp. He'd scared himself sober. So I buried Spot. You can guess the rest. He came back. Next day. First I knew of it was when I heard my mom screaming in the kitchen. Spot had her backed against the icebox. He didn't mean no harm, but there was terror in her eyes. I loved my mom. And that took away any joy I might have felt when I saw Spot alive again. My daddy came in then. He took a long look at Spot and said, Give the dog a bath, Judd. He stinks of the ground you buried him in. What'd you do? Gave the mud a bath. I never got rid of that stink. He always smelled it. He was... He was never right again. Church is the same. Slow and stupid. Damaged. Another beer, Lewis? Yeah, thanks. I could use one. Shooting a man or an animal in the head it isn't as certain as it sounds. There are plenty of would-be suicides walking around. Maybe that's what happened. And your daughter's cat? Church, too. Maybe he was cat just was stung. dead. You saw how its head flopped, how cold it was? It was dead, Lewis. Now it's not. Your dad already knew about that burial ground. Yeah. He thought it was a bad place. Said it didn't often do any good for folk who'd lost their animals. Or the animals themselves. He asked if I still liked Spot. And you know, Lewis, I had a hard time answering. So why did you Cause bring... Because kids need to know that sometimes death is better. Your Ellie, she don't know that. Your wife don't know it either. Maybe now they'll learn. They'll go on loving that cat, but they'll breathe a sigh of relief when it finally dies. John, I don't know about that. That's How why... That... Oh, but it ain't why. I did it for the same reason Stanny B. did it. The reason my daddy would never take me there. I don't understand the you, Judd. The place gets a hold of you. You have to do it. It makes you. My daddy didn't take me to the burying ground because he'd heard about it, but never been. But Stanny had been. So he took me. And 70 years go by and I take you. You was to take your cat out tonight and kill it, Lewis. I'd never saw it. Oh, Judd, you're not making sense. Well, I'm all talked out. <sighs> Need another beer, Lewis? No, thanks. I'd better go. One last question. Shoot. Has anyone ever buried a person up there? Lewis! No! Who ever would? Don't even think about such things. I went back home. I was in the garage fumbling for the light switch when I realized how drunk I was. Oh. The goddamn switch anyway. Oh, my.
my God. Oh, my God, what have I done? Hi, honey. What I'm so I glad to see you. you. Hey, hey, don't break my neck. Hi, Doc. Hey, Gage. Oh, boy. <laughs> you look big. You all right? Uh, Gage threw up on the plane all over me. I don't think it was a virus or anything. I think he was just airsick. As I was strapping Gage into his car seat, he threw up again. This time, I was in line. On the drive home, Rachel sat in the back to comfort Gage, who'd fallen into a fretful doze, and Ellie rode up front with me. Daddy, how's church? I dreamed he got run over. Huh? She had a nightmare. Woke up screaming. Oh, uh, church is fine, honey. As fine as a cat can be when he's come back from the dead. Looks at you with strange, muddy eyes. At night, I put him out with a broom because I can't bear to touch him. And most days, he brings in a mouse or a bird. Or what's left of it. He's, he's, he's just fine. God. When I had that dream, I was just sure he was dead. Feel him, Louis. Awfully hot. He's running a fever. Lay him on the couch in the living room. Try not to wake him. I'll take his temperature. Right. Hi, church. Oh, come on. I watched out of the corner of my eye as Ellie hugged the cat. Her happy face changed slowly to puzzlement. Church lay in her arms, his ears back, his eyes on hers. After a moment, it seemed like a very long moment, Ellie put the cat down. Daddy? What, Ellie? Church smells funny. Does he? Yes, he does. He smells like shit, Daddy. Ellie! A hundred and three? Lou, are you sure? Yes. It is a virus. I'll put him on uh, Tylenol as soon as he wakes up. Bring down the fever. Um, aren't you going to give him antibiotics? They don't touch viruses. They just give him the runs. Are you sure it's a virus? If you want a second opinion, be my guest. You don't have to shout at me. I wasn't shouting. You were. You were. <laughs> Rachel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trip was a strain, huh? Yeah. Oh, and ever since I got home, I've been afraid you'd open the suitcases and hit the roof. Hit the roof? Why? My mom and dad, they bought Ellie and Gage ten new outfits each. Rachel, why? Why did you let him do that? It was both of them. They're, they're getting old. They love the children. We don't need your father's money. I know you don't like my dad, Lou, but... Mommy! Daddy! Somebody! I'm here, honey. What is it? Daddy, I don't want church on the bed. Jeez. He smells so bad. Put him out, Daddy. Put him out! Would you mind, Lou? Just for tonight. I feel better having Gage with me. It's fine. I'll sleep on the couch. What was Ellie fussing about? Church. She wanted me to take him away. Take him away? That's a switch. Yeah, she said he smelled bad and... Well, he was rather fragrant. He must have rolled in something ripe. Too bad. Oh, she loves that cat. Go to sleep, Rachel. My Gage. Hey. I love you, Lou. Glad to be home, and I'm sorry about the couch. We'll make some whoopee tomorrow night, okay? Sure.
that much. Prepare to receive a major cranial trauma, then call campus security. I want a cop car here now. He can't wait for an ambulance. Right. Steve, yeah. find the guys who brought him in. Take them to the other door. I want them handy, but I don't want them to see this. Right. Okay, okay. It's okay, Victor. It's okay. You're going to be fine. In the pit cemetery. What did you say? Not the real cemetery. What? What are you telling me? A man grows what he can, Lewis. How did you know my name? Who are you? Who are you? There's a police car on its way. I'm afraid, uh, Victor Pascal is dead. Louis Creed. Oh, Louis. Hi, honey. Are you all right? Yeah, just about. I heard about it on the radio. Lou, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hell of a first day. Lewis, I love you. Would you come home? Yeah. Home sounds good. Hello, big boy. My God, Rachel. Don't let the neighbors see you like that. Well, don't stand there with your mouth open, then. Come inside. Um, where did you get the, uh... Little lingerie store and banger. Scandalously expensive. I've been uh, saving it for a special occasion. Mm. Uh, where are the kids? Missy Dandridge took them. We're on our own for two and a half hours. So let's not waste it. Well, are you coming upstairs or not? Rachel's medicine worked wonders for me. I expected to lie awake. Instead, I slid smoothly into sleep. I was almost there when... Taking in the day after tomorrow. Hmm? Church. To the vet to get fixed. Hmm. Poor church. Mm. Poor church. Downstairs and into the kitchen. When he glanced back, I could see the hole in his skull, the blood on his face like Indian war paint, the collarbone jutting through the skin. For a moment I lost him and I thought with relief that the dream was ending, that I felt cool wind on my body, and I realized I was outside. I saw Pascal standing in the moonlight by the path to the pet cemetery. This way, doctor. No, I don't want to go up there. You have to. You're no slouch, are you? For a dead guy. <laughs> this is a dream, right? I mean, I'm home in bed. Okay, so it's more vivid than most. In the morning, I'll wake up next to Rachel. Shut up. A branch scratched my arm and drew blood. Ahead, Pascal was a moving shadow. At last, the wooden archway. The clearing, washed by moonlight. The leaning markers. Bits of board and tin and slate. 
names and dates. Pascal stopped by Smucky the Cat. He was obedient and pointed. Look at the deadfall, Doctor. barrier was not made to be broken. Scream myself awake! I got to scream myself awake! I got to scream myself awake! You must not go beyond this, no matter how much you feel the need. Away from me! Get away! There is more power here than you can understand. It is old. And always restless. Remember this. Away from me! Your destruction and the destruction of those you love is very near. Remember. Kiss and you better go. This girl in school, Judy D'Alessio, she's got a little brother. Dad, what have you done to your arm? What? Your arm, Dad. How did you scratch your arm? It's been bleeding. I, I don't know. Ellie, you missed the bus. Gotta go, Dad. Okay, Ellie. Bye now. When she'd gone downstairs, I pushed back the quilt and looked at my feet. They were filthy with mud and dirt and pine needles. This is Dr. Lewis Creed, head of University Medical Services. What can I do for you, Dr. Creed?、Uh, you have one of our students in your facility,、uh, Victor Pascal. Not anymore, Doc. He's gone. What? His body was put on a plane to Newark last night. Oh, yes, right. Where did you think he went? Out dancing at the <laughs> show ring? No, no. It's、uh, it's just、um, it seems very quick. He was autopsied yesterday afternoon. By then, his parents had made all the arrangements. I guess the body got to Newark around two in the morning. You wanted to speak to me, Lou? Yeah.、Uh, shut the door, will you, Steve? Yeah. Victor Pascal. He wasn't from around here, was he? No, no.、Uh, somewhere in New Jersey.、Uh, Bergenfield, I think it was. No local connections at all. I mean. Before he enrolled at the university. Well, there's nothing in his records.、Uh, why the curiosity, Lou?、Uh, Steve, I'm telling you this because. Well, I need to tell someone. Just keep it to yourself, okay? Okay. I had a very odd experience last night. Pascal came to me in a dream, and then I think I went sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. Yeah, right out of the house, up, well, quite a way.、Uh, with Pascal leading, jeez, Lou, to a place that Rachel and I had an argument about a few days ago. So, do you want to call? Call who? Funny Farm. Get them to send the van.、Uh, I don't think so, Louis. <laughs>、uh, not yet, anyway. <laughs> Look, having a student die on you like that—it's such a 
horrible way. It's, it's deeply upsetting. Mm. It certainly upset me. So you went sleepwalking with Pascal too, did you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I didn't have the added stress of a new job. You were under a hell of a lot of pressure, Lewis. And that can make the mind do weird things. Mm. If you had a fight with Rachel too, well, it all goes into the mix. I'm going to go for a walk. It's Mare. Uh, will you be back to put Gage to bed? You know he goes down better for you. Sure. Where are you going, Daddy? Uh, just out back, hon. Nowhere special. Fifteen minutes later, I was in the pet cemetery. The little marker honoring the memory of Smucky the Cat was knocked over. I'd done that last night. And Pascal came towards me and I fell to my knees in terror. I set it straight again and walked over to the deadfall. Look at the deadfall, Doctor. This barrier was not made to be broken. You must not go beyond this, no matter how much you feel the need. It wasn't bones anymore, thank God. Though it still had the power to chill. It was a dense mass of dead branches and wicked-looking thorns. Without thinking what I was doing, I began to climb. second before I fell, or was thrown from the deadfall, I got a glimpse over the top. I could have sworn I saw a path leading into the woods. The Indian summer passed. Color rioted in the trees, then faded. Life settled into a demanding but pleasant routine. My dream and the sleepwalking incident came to seem like events that had happened to someone else, or that I'd seen on TV a long time ago. By mid-October, the leaves began to fall. Halloween arrived. Coming. Daddy, stay back. I'm doing this. Okay, it's your show. Trick or oh. treat! Woo! Oh, ho, ho! Hey, Norma, come see the Wicked Witch! The Wicked Witch! She's the cutest thing. You're really open your teeth, Oh, Norma. Darling, here's the Snicker Bar, honey. Let me get you another apple. Yeah. That one will bruise. Oh, it's fine, Norma. I don't want a bruised apple, Daddy. Yuck! Ellie, that is really rude. Don't scold her for truth, telling Lewis. Yeah. Brown spots are yucky. <laughs> Step inside, Ellie. Yeah. We'll find you a fresh one. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Great. How long has Norma's arthritis been like that? Since the wet weather started up. Comes down harder on her every fall. It's never been this bad. What does her doctor say? She won't go to see him. Why not? Oh, there's a new doctor. Young guy just out of med school. Norma does... Daddy, Daddy, Mrs. Cradle fell down! Oh, my God, Norma! God, God, my my chest. Ellie, go sit on the porch. But, Daddy... Everything's going to be fine, honey. Just stay on the porch. Lewis, I think she's dying. Extreme arrhythmia. Could become full cardiac arrest. Judd, take Ellie home. Tell Rachel I need my bag from the study. Get her to call an ambulance and come straight back with that bag. Uh-huh. I fell down. I think I fainted. Norma, relax. Don't try and talk. She'd be okay, Lewis? Really okay? No guarantees, Judd. It was a heart attack, but it was a small one, and we got to her quickly. So, for what it's worth, I think she'll be fine. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. Lewis, I owe you one. Will you carry my treat bag, Daddy? Gosh, I'm honored. Whoa, that is heavy. 
Will Mrs. Crandall die tonight? I don't think so, no. Well, people who have heart attacks usually die. Well, sometimes, not always. She's old, so she'll die pretty soon anyway. Can I have another Snicker bar, Daddy? No, honey. Have an apple instead. Still awake? Just about. This, this business with Norma, was Ellie very upset? No, I thought she handled it very well. Good night, Rachel. Good night, Lou. I don't know if the wind woke me, or something else, but I knew immediately that Pasco had come back. Only now, two months had passed, and when the door opened, I'd see a rotting horror. Clothes caked with mold, flesh fallen away, the brain decayed to paste. Only the eyes would be alive, and they would beckon. Church! Come on. I'll get you some milk. Oh, Lewis. They're beautiful. Rachel picked them. She's at home with Ellie and Gage. Judd, get a vase from one of the nurses. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Don't be smart. No, let's be an absolute Certainly look at Norma. Got the roses back in your cheeks. Thanks to you. Judd says I owe you my life. Oh, Judd's exaggerating. I don't think so, Louis. You're a dear man. Judd says you're going to be all alone for Thanksgiving. Uh, Rachel's taking the kids to her mom and dad in Chicago. I'd like to go, but I've got too much work. I don't like to think of you alone in that house. I'll be fine. I'm going to Judd and Norma's for Thanksgiving dinner. I've got a paper to write. Besides, I don't go in for these family get-togethers anyway. <laughs> Not with my family, Flight though. Flight 346 to Chicago, now boarding at gate 2. Oh, that's us? Mom, come on, they'll go without us. No, they won't. I love you, Louis Creed. And I love you right now. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Bye, How come you didn't go with them, Lou? I didn't want to miss Norma's turkey. Oh, smells good. Plus, I don't exactly get along with Mr. and Mrs. Irwin Goldman. Rachel's parents, huh? Yeah. They didn't like me from the start. Wrong side of the tracks and all that. I'm not good enough for their precious little girl. Never have been, never will be. You sound a little bitter about that. Well, maybe I've got a reason. I never told Rachel this, but Irwin tried to buy me off. How do you mean? He offered to pay my entire tuition through med school. Oh? A scholarship, he called it. The price was that I'd break off my engagement to Rachel at once and forever. Louis, that's low, even for in-laws. I came at a bad time. Flat broke, waiting tables, working in bars. I was studying 40 hours a week. Drew out his checkbook like a gun. Told him where to shove it. Told me he wanted to shoot me like a dog. Jeez, Lewis. Oh, we're polite when we meet, but I've never forgiven him for it. And he's never forgiven me for marrying his daughter. Mm. Rachel. Uh, sorry to disappoint you, Lewis. <sighs> Judd. Must have had one too many of your beers this afternoon. What can I do for you? Uh, Louis, I'm afraid you may have a spot of trouble. What trouble? There's a dead cat in our lawn. I think it might be your daughter's. 